being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. The Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing would be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560, The Source. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening. A couple hours left. First hour underway. Uh, question of the day. Things you carry in your car for emergency use. We appreciate you calling in. Lots of great suggestions. I'll try to recap some of these as we go through the next couple of hours, but I'm sure we've missed some things. So whatever we've missed, please fill in the blanks. Somebody did text in this. By the way, text line 307-200-8222. I had said steel wool, so they said steel wool as well. Double, double lot, quadruple lot, triple lot, whatever. Just really fine steel wool. Somebody did say, you know, CB radio. Handheld CB radio, whatever. Okay, great idea. And also, this is a great idea, just a 9-volt battery. So now Larry had an idea, which is a good one as well. In place of the 9-volt battery, if you wanted to, you could spend a little bit of money and actually get one of the little jump boxes that has, in a lot of cases, they'll have a, uh, you know, the ability to start your car. They'll have the ability to charge a phone. They'll have the a flashlight built in. Some of them have an emergency strobe built in now. So there's all sorts of safety devices that are sort of coming along with these jump packs that you could actually look at as well. And by the way, Napa has a really, really good solid selection. Uh, Solar is one of their brands, but they've got several different companies that they use that have the really high-quality jump boxes that I feel are better than most of what you're going to get at the big box stores. You know what you don't keep in your car? Mm. No more jumper cables. No more ju- No, throw those things out. It isn't funny. Yeah, you don't need those anymore. Yeah. They're, they're, they're literally a thing of the past. Yeah. And, and actually, they cause more problems. They cause more problems in their work. That's yeah. why you should just, you know, there's probably a few shop owners that could still use them, but even us as shop owners, we don't use them anymore. No, I haven't used them. We I haven't used that, a jumper we, cable in years. Yeah, we get the little box. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, 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 at house, I have a jump box. I haven't used jumper cables in I don't know how long. I don't even know where they're at. I don't know if I even have any anymore. Although, I guess you could use them to hang your clothes up if you're out in the woods. I suppose. That long. You, yeah, the clamp. Kind of, you can, yeah, yeah, clamp yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Aaron and Golden, what's going on? Hello, Aaron. Uh, yeah. A hey, uh, question on uh, a BMW. It's a 2006 530XI. Okay. And, and uh, 160,000 miles. Um, fairly recent purchase. I don't know a lot of the history on it. Okay. But, uh, uh, when took took it on a, a road trip, and uh, about 500 miles in, uh, I get a check engine light comes on. Uh, I didn't have my code reader or my scanner with me, so get back from our trip. And in the mean, on that trip, the uh, the, co- the the check engine light had turned on and off a couple times, so it would it would just that for whatever reason it w- it would turn on and then. And then after a couple of key cycles, it would go off and then come back. So I finally get around to pulling the codes, and it has the uh, intake and exhaust Vanos uh, codes. Um, and uh, just wanted to see uh, if there's anything uh, common on those that you knew about. 
Yes, and I, I there is something, and I'd have to do some research on it, but the, I know we do a lot of stuff with those where those little Vanos uh, doors are not working, and they, they could be just carboned up and not and yeah, not yeah. make good good carbon clean may be needed. Um, if I remember right, sure. but it's something about that, and I'm sorry, it's slipping my mind, but uh, uh, they, they do have a lot of problems with the Vanos on those, and uh, okay. it is a pretty common thing. And I, it seems like there's a little motor that works them. I think that also fails. But uh, unfortunately, yeah, you're gonna have to spend a little time. A time. Yeah, yeah. There's solenoids on each each one, I believe. But I just didn't want to just go find solenoids and put it on there. Yes, if I'm remembering right, and also like the Vanoses could also be the cam. Is that possible too? I may be getting that uh, confused. The, the, yeah, the Vanos, the Vanos on those is the cam timing. Cam timing. Right. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Yes, and yeah. and that's also the other issue too is. Uh, uh, the oil change, it's, it always kind of comes back to sure. that, you know, do we, it's first things first, do we have a good oil and good oil? Are we getting good pressures yeah, and good I filters? Had, right, right before the road trip, I had, uh, done the EPR Did you? Uh, on it and, and put, uh, the Castrol, a uh, European LL01 BMW, uh, oil in it with a, a, a Napa filter. And uh, and I also put in the MOA too on that. Sure, just, and that, that's just the, yeah. the unfortunate thing is you don't have a lot of history on it for the first 150. Right. Was it was it maintained well? Exactly. well? And that that's <laughs> and, the hard and, part. Well, not not likely since BMW. I think even back then said you could go 10,000 miles on an oil yes. change. Yeah, unfortunately, you're probably correct. Yeah, and and what we yeah. can do is we can hook up a, a scanner to it and then operate those vanoses. In, in independently uh, okay. and and work watch them and work them and see if they are responding properly and if they're kind of glitching out yeah, or something yeah. then we can so yes yeah, a good technician with a good scanner will be able to diagnose that for you sure yeah i have a snap-on solaris oh, do you? scanner and and i'm surprised that it didn't have the function or i couldn't find in there the yeah. a function or a test function to do it so um yeah that's I, uh i mean that's yeah, that Snap-on, you know, it's it's like each tool. Some tools are really good on American, some are good on, on Asian, and some yeah. are good on, <laughs> on European. And I ended up having to buy a new one just recently to do help us a lot with the European sure. just because it's, uh, right. it's tough. It's an animal. <laughs> it, it's, well, and, 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 you never and, have enough scanners. Well, you guys all know each one of those lines, you know, each one of those, not lines, each one of those areas of manufacturing, because we can add one more layer on that, which would be the English car. So you basically okay. have like four different types that you could really get into uh to, you know to be able to work on those particular uh areas of the world where they're built cars as we say it that way yeah and each of them yeah. attack a problem differently they do. They, it, and, and, it's a different mentality as to yes. how they do things and that and um i always say you have to think like a german when you're working on a german car and <laughs> you know so, <laughs> but yeah uh, well and, and then the other thing is just odd that it the the code comes and goes yeah so, you know so it, it like works fine at times obviously and then Yes. And then at other times, the computer sees, probably just doesn't see it respond as fast as it yes. should, and then absolutely the code. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll we'll go from there and see what happens, and and uh, see see if I can get it in to have some have one of you guys. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Sounds good, Aaron. Thanks as always. Appreciate it very much. Right here. Okay. Thanks. thanks. You bet. Have a great Have a great afternoon. Thanks for the call. Very much. We appreciate it. Buck and Cheyenne is next. Buck, welcome. Good morning. How are we doing, sir? Uh, good. You have an interesting show again this morning. Well, thank you. I 
uh, as I guess as always, I should say, I, you're on my uh, must-listen-to list every well, Saturday. You. So, uh, Some of us that pull trailers around, I'm a rancher, retired rancher, and uh, pull horse trailers and stuff around. This would also go for people that uh, pull RVs and whatnot. A lot of us carry some ramps that we can pull a when you have a double axle trailer or a triple axle trailer, you can pull one tire up on it, and that will get the flat. Uh, great idea. Up off of little the little triangle ramps. Off of the, yeah, great idea. And then also a good battery powered impact wrench with the sockets <laughs> to fit. Uh, we have had, uh, and there's a difference between battery powered impact wrenches. Yes, there is. Get a good one. We, I, uh, I don't know. I probably shouldn't mention the brand name that I prefer, but doesn't matter. Mention it. We don't I, care. I, I've, I've got a really good Milwaukee. Yeah, I can say Milwaukee. Yeah, I, I, well, and, I, and I did a bunch of research not that long ago on that buck, and and researched. And between Milwaukee and Makita, they both have kind of the you know kind of at the top of their game. And I think really what it boils down to on either one of those brands is what do you already own? What do you have the most batteries for? In my case, I bought in Makita just because I've got a bunch of other Makita stuff. Yeah, but they both had fabulous reviews, and man, I tell you what, what what a powerhouse those things are, Buck. It's well, we uh, don't, we, we don't even one, use them in the shop anymore. Trailer. We don't use air, right? You know, we use Makita's. We had no one trailer, and I had a a friend with a Dewalt, and he could maybe broke him loose, but he couldn't get him off. And I put my Milwaukee on there and just zipped him off like you couldn't believe. <laughs> yep, that's. Uh, not trying to badmouth DeWalt. They build some good stuff, too. But uh, anyhow, why? Uh, no, no, you, no to your point, Buck, the re, you know, if you look at the reviews on both of those, I mean, they both kind of go back and forth on, you know, which one's better for, for which as far as the Milwaukee. I'm talking half-inch impact. So for those of you listening, half-inch impact Milwaukee versus Makita. That You know, they just sort of run neck and neck, and they are at the top of the game of anybody else that's out there, Buck. Uh, Milwaukee at least used to. Uh, have two different ones. One was, did not have near as much power hmm, as I didn't know the, that. Uh, I bought one about, oh, four or five years ago and uh, used it. Maybe it was longer ago than that and used it. And then I, it kind of didn't seem to me like it was powerful enough. So I bought a newer Milwaukee that I bought within the last four or five years. And it's got twice the power that that older <laughs> one had. So when you're when you're buying those, look and see how many foot pounds of yeah, good one. torque it'll it, it will do. To my knowledge, get the most for, you can afford. No, for the, well, yeah. And to my knowledge, and for everybody that's listening, I believe the you want the M18 high torque unit. I think is the one to buy today, Buck. If you're going to buy the Milwaukee, buy the M18 high, you know, M18 fuel high torque impact. Yeah, I've got. I use the M18 stuff. I got there you saws go. and. And, and, that, and I'm and looking at that when that wrench impact. is 1,100 foot-pounds of, of nut-busting torque, it says. Now, and I, it does. I will have to set a, a preface to this, too. So when you're putting back on the wheel, you know, go. Uh, it yeah. does not torque it right. So you have to be kind of careful. So don't, you know, always recheck with a hand tool. That's a yeah, good idea. Uh, our guys yeah. have noticed, have found that out and realized that it wasn't working right. But taking it well, off you is can great. Also, yeah. You, you can also twist off the studs if you're not careful. <laughs> sure can. Oh, they got tons of power. They really do, Buck. <laughs> so no, that's a good all. One. And so 
I'll, I'll let you carry on. And, Thank you, Buck. Like I say, enjoy your program. Stay safe, Buck. Thank you very much for your support and the call. I do appreciate it. Nels in Fort Collin, hang tight. We'll come right back. we got a couple lines open, 303-477-5600. And we are asking, what do you carry in the car for those emergency situations? Buck just had some great ideas for those of you that maybe do some construction stuff, tow a trailer or whatever. Really great idea on some of those things that he just mentioned. But we'll be right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. For over 37 years, Geno's has been your go-to auto service shop in Littleton for all of your car repair and maintenance needs. This month, take advantage of Geno's engine and cabin air filter special and receive a NAPA $20 gift card. Do you want to breathe better air in your vehicle? Your cabin air filter helps to remove pollen, dust, smoke, and pollutants from the air inside your car. It's recommended to change your cabin air filter once a year in Colorado. Your engine air filter prevents dust, dirt, and contaminants from your engine. With any service, we'll do a free battery check to get you safely back on the road. Geno's continues to service Larry's Automotive customers, honoring warranty work you may have had done. Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off for service and pick up when ready. Geno's is a Colorado Select member and conveniently located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Check out Geno's Google reviews or call us with any questions. Visit Geno's online at genosautoservice.com. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. The hard part of my job is getting the case ready for trial. The really fun part of my job is going to trial. Call the personal injury attorney who enjoys going to trial, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. The thing that people need to do when they're talking with lawyers about trials, ask the lawyer that they're talking to whether they like to go to trial or not. Although most personal injury cases settle outside of the courtroom, you want an attorney who stands ready to represent you at trial. The reason that we say trial tested, trial ready is because we do enough cases that we are always ready. And it's like anything else, you ride a bike or you you shoot trap. If you do it often, you're still in good regular practice on it. If you do it once a year, not so much. Trial tested, trial ready. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh. Call today for a free, no obligation consultation. 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it very much. One of these weeks, I'm going to do the question of the day is, what's your favorite cordless tool? Not today, but I will get to that here in the near future. Larry, remind me of that one. Favorite cordless tool. We could do that on both Fix-It Radio and Drive Radio. So write that down. We'll do that here in the coming weeks. That would be a great question of the day. Nels, though, in Fort Collins is next. Nels, welcome. Hey, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. 
Got a question on a 2002 GMC Envoy. Okay. We got the service engine light soon keeps coming on, but it's only been 700 miles since the last oil change, but that was three years ago. So should we change oil or should we? You, you should change oil just because of the time, but I doubt that's why the, the light's coming on. Okay. So you kind of got two things going on. I, I would do the oil just because it's time. It's not a mile thing, but it's time. And the light is is... Who knows? I mean, you're going to have to scan it, find out exactly what's turning the light on. Could be an evap code, you know, something to do with the gas cap or the evaporative system. Could be any number of other things. Who knows? Okay. But they, I, they, are, it's unlikely they're related. Okay. Because yeah, it keeps coming on and off. Sometimes it'll go a couple weeks without coming on, and then it'll come on and. The cruise control won't work when it's on, so. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. So check that out. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that checked out, and, and that's what you need to do. Okay. Thank you. Sounds good. All right. Sounds good. Take care, Nels. Appreciate it very much. Okay. And 303-477-5600, uh, give us a call. We would love to chat. And uh, anything you need, by the way. We've got lines open, 303-477-5600. I should... Check the text line, by the way, which is 307-200-8222, Somebody said on that impact, by the way, uh, uh, well, at, in general, they like Makita. So we will, we will do that question of the day in the near future. So hang tight. Trust me, we will get to that because that will be a uh, – everybody's got a brand. Oh. Um, back on the car thing, how about uh, fire extinguisher? Oh, not a bad idea. Do you carry that? I don't, but it's not a bad idea, I th too. I thought about it, too. I know, like, the campers or the motorhomes all have that kind of built in, mainly because of the kitchen stuff. But, you know, especially with our fire danger that we have, could we get a, could we get a, a, a beginning of a forest fire? Could we get enough to slow it down, to stop it? I mean, if it's a little one, you know, could they, if somebody sees it. Great. I mean, Hard to say. Yeah, and I, you know, I, it's funny you say that. I used to carry a fire extinguisher in the car, uh, truck, you know, whatever, used to always carry one. And, you know, got the point where the thing was just banging around, yep. banging around. I finally, I'm like, you know, okay. So, and I carried one of the, uh, because you have to be careful on the fire extinguishers in the vehicles because depending upon the vehicle you're driving, what's there and so on, certain things when it comes to extinguishers will work, others will not. True. It depends on the the fire and what it's been caused from, and you know, electrical versus gasoline and, and diesels and so on. Anyways, Make a long story short, I carried one for a long, long time, and then I used to even have one time I had one truck where I had it mounted to the you know back kind of behind the seat where you know you could snap it in and out, and I just yeah I never used the bloody thing, so it, that doesn't mean that you you know doesn't mean that you shouldn't have one. I just I think for me it just got the point that I don't know one thing I have done in almost every single truck I've owned though now for the last probably ten maybe even fifteen years. One of the first things I buy if I get a new truck is they make really good, and I know they're expensive, but, you know, it's about 100 bucks or so, but that's a really good rechargeable, and now they're LED, but a good rechargeable, you know, 12-volt rechargeable flashlight. Now they make them where you can charge them out of the USB port, all sorts of things along those lines. You don't have to get near as fancy as you used to. But at one point in time, I mounted a, you know, permanent type, you know, uh, rechargeable flashlight where I just always had a good charged-up flashlight in the truck no matter what. But, you know, you got to remember what I used to do and still do, you know, plowing snow, being out, things happen, you know, you get a break down the middle of the night. You're helping somebody else out. You need a light. I mean, so for me, it was just one of those things that got used, you know, quite often. And so I, nothing worse than pulling a flashlight out and it doesn't have enough power or it's dead. Yeah. And so to me, just putting that, 
you know, that rechargeable flashlight in. But now, again, folks, most of you that are driving cars or trucks, you've got typically a USB port in the console because most everything's bucket seats now. So you've typically got a USB port in the console. They make a gazillion. Napa sells them, by the way. They're, I think it's called their Blue Fuel, I, I want to say, that their flashlight, Blue, Blue Fuel. Mm-hmm. And it's a USB chargeable LED light. And I have one actually around the house that I, I picked up from them years ago that I tell you what, for everyday regular old flashlight use, uh, I can't pretty complain. Pretty handy. You know, it, it's it's not the old mag lights or anything along those lines, but, you know, for the price, I think the one at Napa, don't quote me on this, I'll try to look this up, but I think you can buy that rechargeable light for 25 or 30 bucks, and I'll tell you what, it is a extremely nice light. Hmm. It's not a stream light or something along those lines, which are 100 bucks plus, yeah. but... It still works for what you're doing on an everyday kind of, you know, around the, the vehicle or the around-the-house basis. Now, by the way, just a side note, I, I will tell you this straight up. I, for years, was the rechargeable uh, the rechargeable mag-light guy. You know, big mag-light rechargeable, you know, I've, I've still got a couple of them mounted at home. One in the shop on the wall, one in the garage at home on the wall. So I still, I still like that light, by the way. Really great light. But I will tell you what. The stream lights, if you've never heard of a stream light, go look one up. The... The rechargeable stream lights, and there's a gazillion different stream lights, but just their regular old automotive use, they call it stream light. It's about, I don't know, 10 inches long. Uh, looks like it would take a couple of C-type batteries, but, of course, it's all rechargeable. I will tell you right now, used one last night in the dark to load up some trailers and do some different things last night. I will tell you what, dollar for dollar, power, illumination, all of that, I think it's the best flashlight on the market. Sure. Oh, that's it. That's the one we use for our tools. That, yep, that's yeah, that's yeah. the okay. one. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it is, yeah I have one myself. I didn't it, realize it, it is, you called it, it. The Streamlight. It's, it's, in my opinion, the best flashlight made. It is. They, right. they are indestructible. You can use them and use them and use them, and they just flat work, and, and they've got just a, a beam on them that just is like none other. So, Michael in Denver, you're up next. Hello. Hello, Michael. Yeah, I, I haven't been driving a car lately for a long time. I just recently bought me a... 
You pay the additional labor it's going to take to do all of this. Do the high-quality filter synthetic oil. You're probably going to be 100 bucks or so, I'm guessing. Well, that's not bad. Okay, I'll take it there. Okay, uh, Michael, thanks. Week. No, appreciate it okay, very much. Have you. a great week. We appreciate it very much. Jack in Fort Collins, you're next. What's going on, Jack? Hi. Uh, I've been looking. You're talking about the jumper boxes. Uh, first, got a funny story about one. I've got one of the old ones. It's got an air compressor and everything, yep. everything in it except the kitchen sink. And I, the battery in my truck was 10 years old. I had it up in the mountains. And I thought, you know, I better take a, a jumper box because I know damn well right. that battery's going to go bad. Well, actually, it did last another year. But anyway, I threw the jumper box in the back of the pickup, and I've got a cap on it. I... I Spent the, the night up there. I came back the next day, and I stopped in the shopping center. And I parked alongside of some uh, a, a newer car, and I said, "Man, that guy's electric fan on his radiator is really noisy." So I said, "I went and did my stuff. I came back, and there was a different car there, and had still had the same noise. Well, the jumper box had, had tipped over and hit the switch on the compressor. Oh, <laughs> and the compressor was running." And that, that's what all the noise was. So, and uh, those compressors are, are just about useless, but it just sounds like a good idea. The air leaks out about as fast as you pump it in. But anyway, uh, I've been looking at the, the smaller, the new jumper boxes that they have. They haven't been at Costco. What size uh, should, should I get? Because there's quite a difference in price. In other words, I got a, I got a, a Sienna. And a Tundra. So I want to. I would. I want to get two of them to carry in, in the cars with me. Oh, you can go as small as that little guy. That you know, and it just it may not bring a battery back that's way way down. Um, it, it's, it all depends on what you're trying to use it for. But there's, you know, I think that little smallish one is 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 okay for the, a lot of the stuff. I mean, okay, if you're going to be using it to help jumpstart a friend or something, or I started. Yeah, I I would get a little bigger personally for me. The, yeah. the next size. I don't think you need that big giant one that you know we use at the shop. Yeah. But that, that there's 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 a couple of smaller ones that are probably a foot by a foot. You know, I don't know if I'd get that big, maybe six inches even. Yeah. Um, well, the, there's the a couple little guys. Yeah, it comes with a flashlight. Like half a right. carton cigarettes, I guess, is about the size of them. Right. Yeah. Right. That's true. Yep. That's about right. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, good enough. That's that's my my question. Uh, oh, and I. I took a survival class oh, quite a long time ago, and one of the things the guys talked about was he took uh, a, a, a cake tin, you know, the thing with a, with a cover or a cookie tin with a cover on it, and he filled it up with uh, those uh, little votive lights, you know, the little things that are about an inch tall, and poured, kept poured extra paraffin around the spaces, and he contended you could heat your, you could burn that thing, and uh, it would put out enough heat to keep you from freezing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great idea. No, I never thought about that. That's a really good idea. Yeah, and and of course you don't have to worry about it uh, leaking or no. Or, great idea. Or being dead. So. Yeah, great idea. Anyway, well that that's it. Uh, Thanks. Sure, I do enjoy your 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 show. Thanks thank you, Jack. No, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it. Stay safe out there. And by the way, everybody out there and. In our whole state, be safe. Lots of fires burning all around the, the state. We've got them, you know, just up on so, on the other side of the divide, up in the Winter Park, Granby, uh, Tabernash area. We got a couple of fires burning up there. Of course, the Cameron uh, Pass fire uh, over towards the Fort Collins area. Now the biggest fire in state history. Lots going on. So all of you out there, please be safe. 
Uh, we'll be right back. Still got another hour and a half left of the show. Stephen Colorado Springs, hang tight. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie, distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. As you've probably noticed, the fall is upon us. Now we call it fall not just because the leaves are falling, but the temperature is falling as well. So this week, we want to make sure that we're talking about your engine cooling system. Yep, that's right, the cooling system. Because the cooling system in your car does so much more than just cool the engine. Your coolant also acts as a lubricant and protects key engine components. But the reason that it's so important to check your coolant before the temperature gets too cool is that your engine depends on the coolant to keep it from freezing. So, before fall turns too cold, make sure that you have the cooling system in your car checked and that your car is ready to make it through another cool Colorado winter. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie. We'll talk to you again next week. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Call Novus Auto Glass as soon as you notice a chip or crack in your windshield so they can save you more money. Novus Auto Glass wants to help you save more money by repairing chips and cracks whenever possible. With their patented glass repair technology, Novus can tackle tougher cracks than the competition. In some cases, they can repair cracks up to a foot long, but you have a much better chance at getting a repair when you act fast. Glass repair is more complicated than you think. Something as simple as going through a car wash could make your little chip or crack unfixable. No matter what sort of damage you're dealing with, though, there's never any risk with a Novus repair. Should your windshield repair fail, they will credit the cost toward a replacement. Novus works with all insurance companies, and for those without windshield coverage, Novus will give you a discounted cash price. It's simple. Novus Autoglass saves you more money. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and find the windshield repair expert nearest you. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. Barber's Foods has been feeding Colorado families the highest quality protein since 1949, sourced from farm, ranch, and fishing families that they know personally. In September and October, Barber's Foods is proud to offer your family wild-caught Alaskan sockeye fillets, caught by their own fishermen who personally catch the salmon in the Bristol Bay of Alaska in a boat that they own and operate. 
Go to barbersfoods.com to pre-order your Alaskan salmon fillets. And while you're there, check out the Morgan Ranch Wagyu, Colorado-sourced USDA choice beef and bison, Beeler's non-GMO gestation, crate-free Duroc pork, and Pittman Farms family air-chilled chicken products. Stock up now and save 5% off your entire order with the code SAVE5. You care where your food comes from. So buy your proteins from Barber's Foods, 100% Colorado native-owned. Barber'sFoods.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for tuning in today. We do appreciate it very much. Stephen Colorado Springs is up next. Steve, welcome, sir. Buenos dias, mi amigo. Como esta? How we doing, sir? Excellent. You know, we talked uh, quite some time ago on the right passenger seat C300 yes. seatbelt module. Yes. Finally, a year and a half, they finally came out and got it done. Good. And I don't understand that. I'd like to be the PI attorney that had all the people that got killed or seriously oh my word. ill. Yeah, between that, that or the airbags or, I mean, yeah, there, there's, yeah, uh, we've got, uh, you know, drag links on Dodge trucks. Man, go down the list of things where there's been recalls that have ran for literally years, Steve. I don't get it. I mean, uh, BMW had the same issue on the right front passenger seat. They got it fixed right away. It took Benz forever. Another question on the Benz. Uh, Mama's got a problem where the seatbelt warning gong is going off continuously. And I said, well, I'll start researching it and investigating it. But I talked to you because I appreciate you sharing your encyclopedic knowledge of all this stuff. So what's she got going on? What's she driving? It's a C300 2012 Benz. Okay. And the and the seatbelt uh, driver, I, I I'm sorry, did I, I I think I the missed. Gong it. is just going off continuously, even when it's fast. Even when it's fast, okay. E- either side, or does it matter? Well, she's usually the only one driving it, so uh, I would say just the driver's side. Did she try? Okay, just a side note. This is something to ask her because I I don't know the situation, but I know on certain vehicles, if there's a heavy purse or something in the passenger seat, it's thinking somebody's there and it will need to be connected. Or that needs put on the floor. I will pass it on to her. So, and it believe it or not, Steve, it doesn't take as much weight as people think to make that thing think there's somebody sitting in the seat. So, you know, heavier purse, a backpack, a laptop bag, anything along those lines can actually cause that. That's a good idea because there's a pressure sensor there in that. That's right. Great idea. That's right. And so that that's my that's my first thought because typically. We don't hear, I mean, what you're experiencing, you hardly ever hear any problems in that area of any car, not just that one, but any car, unless something like I just mentioned is going on. You can imagine this driving her crazy. One quick last question. My mental therapy car is an 85 735i. I've just been doing nice. some projects on it. Nice. Time. It's a keeper. She doesn't understand it. But my question is, I think it's time to drain the gas because I used to fire it up, you know, once or twice a month. Okay. And now it'll fire up and die, and I think it's old gas. Yeah. So what's How long has it been in there? To drain that? Oh, geez, probably six, eight months, maybe a year. I tell you what, if, if that's the all the longer it's been, before before you drain it, what I would do is put in some BG Supercharge, put a full bottle of Supercharge in it, shake it around, huh. you, know, sh- you know, rock the car around a little bit, get that shaken in well, see what that does. If that works, and, of course, drive that, get that gas out, and put fresh in. I did put a can of BG44, but I will try that. Yeah, 44 charge. won't do anything for the stabilization of the gas. It's only a decarboning tool for the for the fuel system itself. The supercharge is a stabilizer and and all sorts of other things in the fuel itself, not the system, but the fuel. 
right. Does uh, Advanced Auto have that where I buy the BG44? Uh, if they don't, Napa will. Okay, and uh, not to brag on BG products, but I think everyone should put at least one can a year of BG44 oh, I agree. in yeah. their car. Well, so in, in some of these newer cars, Steve, four times a year, depending upon what you're driving. I mean, it does such a wonder for the injection system, the yep. fuel system. Yep. And, and you and I both know mechanics make a ton of money off that BG44 when somebody has fuel issues. They run a can through there. All's good. 150, 200 bucks, walk out the door. It's good stuff. Really is. You might. For twenty-seven bucks a can, I'd do it. Yeah, no, and, and and it's part of the maintenance package on a lot of vehicles now today. That when we do an oil change, we're doing the EPR product, which is the oil product. We do forty-four K, and you're doing that two to three times a year on some of these late model uh, direct injected vehicles. Who in Colorado Springs does the BG oil change? We do. I do not have a shop in Carson. I wish I did, Steve. I was down there last week at Novus, and if I had a really good shop down there, I'd sign them up. I just need somebody right. to be a bird dog for me and find a good shop that wants to talk, and I'd I'd get it done. I'll talk to Christian Brothers. They might go for that. Let me know. Anybody down there, I, I would be happy to, to, to work with. Thank you much. Thank you, Steve. Show. I appreciate it very much. I do. And, and I mean that. In, in Car Springs, if there's somebody down there, a good shop. Now, I say I talk to anybody. I'll talk to them. they got to meet the criteria of what sure. we do here. But if they if they meet that criteria, yes, I would definitely talk to them and and get something down to car swing. So we, we drastically need that. Jim and Centennial, you're next. Hey, how you doing? Good, sir. How are you? Uh, not too bad. I was going to jump on uh, the conversation about these uh, battery boost packs. Yes, sir. Um, and maybe a warning to people, too. I, I bought one a few years ago. You know, and the packaging's pretty neat. It says, hey, you can jump, you know, five cars on one charge. Blah, blah, no, blah, you blah. can't. <laughs> well, very few of them. Very night. few can you do that with. Let's yeah. just say that. But just just a warning. Um, I bought one, uh, and my V8 Forerunner died one night. Um, the battery was dead. Put the battery jumper on there. Wouldn't even turn it over. Yep. Fully charged. Wouldn't even turn it over. Yep. Um, then I, ha- I had jumper cables too, and it turns out I did not have heavy enough gauge jumper cables to even turn it over. Um, yeah, you must have had a really yeah, really people, dead battery in that case. It, yeah, it was, and no warning. It just, you know, parked sure. it at the Pepsi Center one night, came out yep. after the game, just dead. Yeah. Um, but I had to go to Napa, and I'm like, I-, I need a battery booster pack that'll handle a V8 engine, and they walked me through it and got me one. Um, but a lot of these ones in the box stores, and you see, no, around, they, yeah, no, you need to be careful. That's what you're right. Driving. No, they great they point, Jim. They will not turn over your car. You are correct. Great all. point. And especially guys and that are driving, you know, whether, too. whether it's V8, you know, in your case, whether it's a V8 4Runner, V8 Chevy pickup Ford, whatever, I mean, you can go down the list. Yeah, the, the, for everybody listening, the larger the engine, the more cranking amps we need to turn all those things, you know, turn those cylinders over and get the vehicle running. You know, a little bitty, you know, car with a little four-cylinder in it, yeah, you can get by with some of the smaller jump packs. But even then, Jim, you're only going to jump it one time with that on the, on the, on those, yeah. on, on the ones you're talking about. But I was even thinking, I think most of the ones they're selling won't even, like, I even tried it, uh, had to try it on our Acura, V6 Acura, and it barely turned it over. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think people need to be, if you're going to rely on these booster packs, make sure it's heavy enough to uh, good point. To turn over your car. So no, you're not no really good point. And, and by the way, too, as a side note, Jim, and you know this, you're not going to do that for forty nine ninety nine. You're going to spend 100 bucks on a good jump box, period, no matter which one you buy. Yeah, the, the one I got from Napa, it's a big one. It has the 12-volt battery. It's, it's heavy. Uh, but, you know, I just keep it in my garage, and if I know I'm going 
Yeah, you, 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 you probably have and... the same one. You, you probably have the jump and carry unit, which is like 150 bucks. It's the best one to made, I think. Yeah, the ES2500. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. So they said, yeah, but they, they'll, they'll help you there at Napa. Really, yeah, no, yeah, really that, good point. Like, hey, I, I, you need this for this car. What yeah, and by the way, good point, Jim. And they this. and they stock the majority of those as well. I mean, I'm looking right now at the it it, it are you know where I order from from Napa, and yeah, the majority of the the high moving items they stock in the stores. They're there. Yeah. So, so just uh, great point. FYI for listeners out there that want to go run around and buy these miracle battery packs. Great point. <laughs> great point. No, good job, Jim. I appreciate that. That's a that's a great tip, by the way. And he is dead on, by the way. All right, let's talk to Rob in Cara Springs. we got to take a break here in a minute, Rob. Let's see if we can get you in real quick. What's going on, sir? Okay, John, a 36-foot motorhome. It's a 2009 Triton V10. Okay. I think it's the S53 chassis. Um, I have a good Napa shop, change the oil, because they also crawl around and check everything. Mm-hmm. And they said, "Hey, your master cylinder, your your brake fluid was super low." Okay. And so I've been driving it cross country, mountain ranges, the whole bit, and I keep an eye on it at every rest stop. The only time it uses brake fluid is when I go down a long mountain pass. I use the tow haul. I only use the brakes to make the tow haul downshift. Okay. I've had. Two shops crawl underneath there. They say there's absolutely no leaks. The second shop took apart the master cylinder and said, you know, one one chamber is dry as a bone like it's supposed to be, and there's absolutely no leaks, and all the brake pads are, they said, like 50%, so that isn't the problem. What do you think? <laughs> My first thought would be that there's some moisture in the system somewhere, and you're you're boiling the the you know the basically boiling the brake fluid, and that's causing a volume loss. It's not really fluid that you're losing as much as it would be the you know condensation and things that are that are built up inside the brake fluid system itself. So the question I have for you is, when's the last time somebody flushed the brake fluid? Never. Now, I would do that first, especially as okay. long as those yeah, as long as you know if those yes. lines are oh yes thirty feet long. Why? <laughs> Why does it only gulp fluid when I go down? Hotter. It's getting hot. And that's why I'm, and I don't know, I'm I'm speculating, Rob, because, you know, I haven't looked at the vehicle myself or anything, but what you're describing and when it would be used and when you're actually using fluid would indicate to me that the fluid, of course, at that time is getting hot, which it would. That's normal in that particular situation. But if it gets hot enough that it's actually boiling some of the moisture that's inside the fluid, which it would, well, that's where you're lost. It's really not losing fluid. It's just losing the volume that's in the lines and in the system, making it seem like a leak, but there's really no leak there. Okay. Over the past year, I have put maybe a pint or more of fluid. quite a bit. uh, DOT four, and nobody can find a leak, and it's dusty enough under there that they could find a leak. Yeah, that, and that's and you're using enough that you know my theory is a theory, but you're using enough fluid that I doubt that's the whole theory. I, I would still though before anything, before doing anything else at the age of the vehicle, I would flush the whole system to begin with before doing anything else, just as a a starting point for the system and knowing what's going on. And, and then kind of determine from there what's up. But I I would venture to guess it still has a leak someplace. So 
So is it an air boost or is it a hydraulic boost system? It, I think it's called a hydro hydro boost. boost. Okay. Yeah, which there's no so, there's no way it can contaminate from one to the other. So they you know they would know if there's you know, in the old I, I know where Steve was headed. If it's a vacuum booster, sometimes a vacuum booster can suck that suck fluid that in, burn and, and, and you'll never see it, and, and and you don't know it's there. But on a hydro boost system, that can't happen. So I, I'm still one Rob that says a get everything changed as far as the fluid is concerned, flush it, put good fluid in it. But you got to have okay. a leak someplace, I think. All right. Yeah, this is a hydro max, and I know that my first thought was high vacuum going mm -hmm. down the mountain pass, and it, it's sucking into the engine. That's why you can't find a leak. If it's a hydro but, boost system, it can't do that. And the way to look at that would be if the, you know, where the brake master cylinder is, if it's mounted to a big, huge, round, you know, vacuum diaphragm, then you know it's a vacuum diaphragm, and what you're talking about is possible. If it's just if it's hooked into this device that has power steering hoses or hydraulic lines coming into it, that's a hydroboost system, and what we're talking about isn't isn't applicable. Yeah, this isn't the steering uh, pump system. So uh, it is vacuum operated. Okay. Yeah, it's vacuum operated, and it well, then it could be sucking happen. it in. Yeah, the only thing is that half. I I saw them take apart the master cylinder, and. The section where you would expect to see fluid, if there was a problem, dry as a bone. Hmm. Is there any other other places where potentially it could be leaking and, you know, dripping down on exhaust and burning where nobody would know it's leaking? Have, have they checked all of that front to back? You know, now that you mentioned that, about a year and a half ago, I had the exhaust system replaced. Okay. Uh, maybe somebody mounted something too close to a brake line. Possibly. Ah, there you go. All maybe. right, I will check that. Thank okay. you, John. You're very welcome, Rob. Thanks so much for the phone call. David and Thornton, hang tight. We'll get you as soon as we come back. And we will be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hi, I'm Rolly Purefoy. You know, being in business for six decades in any business is a tough thing to do, especially in today's highly complex and competitive world. As a small business, we certainly have experienced many trying times when there was no clear answer or path to take for survival. The COVID-19 virus for all of us has been the ultimate business disruptor, but once again, we've managed to keep on keeping on, and we are there to serve our many tried and true customers that have depended on us to always be there. We aren't and never will be a big high-flying dealership, but one with honesty and integrity and a culture of doing things right. We appreciate all our customers, many of which have come long distances to do business with us. We are proud of who we are and what we do. Purefoy proud. We certainly need and would appreciate a chance to earn your business, whether it would be for parts or service or if you're in the market for a new or used vehicle. We'd love to be your Chevy dealer. Find us today at PurefoyChevrolet.com and find new roads. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. 
tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Hi, right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening. Our affordable interest mortgage call in line, 303-477-5600. Again, 303-477-5600. David in Thornton is next. David, what's up, sir? Hey, I was wondering, um, would changing an alternator from 105 amp to like 130 amp have any kind of negative effects? Would that pulley be different sized? No. What, what vehicle? It's an O2 GMC three-quarter ton. No, uh, none. 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 Okay. All right. As long as it physically can. Was, yeah. As, yeah. As long as it typically that size isn't any difference, I don't believe, because some of those even came with that higher amp alternator. So typically the brackets and everything are all there the same. That's the one nice yeah, thing about I, General Motors over the years is if they built a higher amp alternator for that particular vehicle and you can buy it for that application, it's a bolt in deal and off you go. Okay. Yeah. I was just wondering about that. Hey, and uh, off subject, uh, political wise, had you guys heard, I just left my barber, and he's plugged in a little bit more on the stuff, but the uh, governor was talking about doing another statewide shutdown due to this uh, COVID nonsense. Possibly, yeah, that's some of the talk that's out there. Denver just did yesterday. That's that's really well-known news. There's, it's not a political thing. That's the facts. Yesterday, Denver, uh, Mayor Hancock issued a, uh, in the city, you can't have any more than five people. Uh, even even gathered in turn, you know, inside, even if they're close family friends, no more than five people, mask everywhere. He came up with a list of things, or Denver did a list of things yesterday that that you must do. And yeah, I would venture to guess that what they did in Denver, I would not be shocked to see done statewide in the near future. Wow. Okay. That's my right. thought. Thanks. You're very welcome, David. I could be wrong on that, but I would be surprised. I'd be shocked if that doesn't happen. John and Yuma, you're next. Yes, sir. How we doing? How's it go- oh, better than some, worse than others. All right, good. Well, you'll take your call. What can we do for you, John? Well, my son has a 2014 GMC three-quarter ton pickup. Okay. Hey, the transmission started acting up. Uh, made a trip, came back, pulling the trailer. They back started to back the trailer up to unhook it, and it just quit moving. Hmm. And. Okay. Then they let it set for a while, and it'll start and move. But if you go down the road, it'll go three or four miles, and then just quit stops. And I'm assuming it's a gas engine truck. Yep. Yeah, uh, that's normal. Uh, transmission's bad. I, I mean, you can go through, look at it, have somebody replace some of the clutch packs and such in it. But by the time you're done with all that, just buy a replacement transmission and put in it, and away you go. If you can do it yourself, you're one step ahead of the game, but that's what it needs. 
What about uh, programming it for computers and that? Does that particular one nope. have all that? Well, it does, but that's not going to be your problem. Okay. Okay. And there's nothing to on a 2014. By now, it's most likely had the majority of updates that have been done. I, I mean, if there is an update available, it's not going to amount a whole lot because of its age. There may be an update, but it, it's not an update that's going to fix a transmission that doesn't move in reverse. Unfortunately. Well, we figured it was probably junk, but we were. That, that that's okay. a normal situation on those particular trucks. That that didn't quite have a heavy enough transmission. Uh, you know, now the, the diesels with the out, that's why I knew it was a gas engine because you, you're not going to have that problem with an Allison. That's why I knew it had a gas engine in it. Right, right. Okay. Well, that's kind of the way we were leaning. We're getting ready to order one. and yeah, It should be. I think, it's, I think that's a 4L80 that's in that particular truck, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, that what you're experiencing is a fairly common occurrence. Is it? Okay. I assume it's got a bunch of miles on it, too. Yeah, it come out of the oil field up, yeah. up yeah. west. So, yeah, 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 and the problem that those guys have, which makes it harder on transmissions, is most of those guys uh, never really, you know, delay from going from drive to reverse or reverse to drive, which is also hard on them. I mean, they're just in that truck using it. So, I mean, it, you know, gets slammed in the park. It goes from park to reverse, reverse to drive, probably never gets the brake touched, and away it goes. Right, right. And that's yeah, not, yeah. you know, and that's, as time goes by, uh, you know, it's wear and tear and, and not saying that that's what all of it is. I mean, some of that just it, it can just be from, you know, hauling and all the different things that happens over the years as well. But that's the that's, I don't want to say it's the weakest link in that truck, but one of the weaker links. That's a good truck. Probably got a six liter gas engine. Yeah. 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 The engine's a good strong engine. Terrible on fuel economy, but good engine. But that was the weak link was a transmission. Well, that's what we were wondering. We talked to several people and they said, "Well, we need to scan the codes. It could be a solenoid." Well. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not with no reverse, it's not. I would, I, no, it, I don't, I, no, it's not. Sorry. I mean, okay. <laughs> I don't care what anybody else says. No, it's not. It, it, especially with high miles and telling me where it came from and so on. Now it won't go in reverse and, and it'll go in reverse when it's cold. And as soon as it warms up, it won't. It, it, it's not a cylinder issue. It's a transmission. Well, it was, yeah, it's one of them deals that the wife said, oh, yeah, you're tell, telling me stories because after it cooled off, she started it up and drove it off. Right. So she made it about a mile and a half and it quit. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, John, if you pull the pan on that right now, it'll be full of material. Okay. Which, again, well, would be a telltale sign that the transmission's bad. So you could, real quick on your own check, it, just, you know, just yank the pan down to look and see how much black goo is inside of it, but I guarantee you it's full. Yeah. Well, what was really funny about the whole deal, he just went clear back to Grand Island, Nebraska the day before and loaded up some hogs and came back home. And then when he went to unhook the trailer, he backed up and then it, it quick backing up. Yeah, good. at least he made it. Yeah, made it home. That's him, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, All right, John. Good stuff. Sorry. I, I apologize for that, but it is yeah. what it is. So, yeah. guys, we've got another full hour coming your way. Question of the day is, on the emergency sides of things, what do you carry with you? We've now kind of got on the... On the topic of jump boxes, I've had a few emails on that, answered some questions as well. I want to talk about also tire socks versus tire chains versus cable chains. We'll get into that in this last hour as well. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ.
560.